BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So two different sports things. I mentioned one last hour, but uh, so the Masters has been rescheduled. Do, do your tickets count for that? Do you get still get to go to the Masters if they indeed do have it November ninth through the fifteenth? Yeah, yes, they absolutely do. I've got to talk to the various people involved, though. I mean, uh, there's something about Augusta National in the springtime with all the flowers blooming and the rest of it that uh, I'm not sure I want to go to the weird November Masters, but I haven't really thought about it much. Would it be pouring rain and bare branches in November? <laughs> it wouldn't look the same. Uh, it, it would look very, very different. Yeah. And then on to Major League Baseball, where they're talking about putting all 30 teams in the Phoenix area because they got so many ballparks there, if you know anything about spring training. They've got 10 spring training ballparks, plus where the Diamondbacks play. So you've got 11 fields that you could use every day. You could pr- have practically all the teams in action every day with a couple of teams rotating around having a day off. 
Um, and so that's, they're all within 220 miles of each other, the total driving. And, uh, so that's the current thinking. Partially, I th- well, partially that's where all the baseball fields are. Secondly, uh, Arizona is having, uh, at least so far, a way l- lower dose of this, so might be back in action, uh, sooner than the rest of the country. So that's not a bad idea. Yeah. So I guess they're just trying to eliminate travel then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. My, my folks live in one of the communities where they have a couple of, um, minor league, not minor league, the spring training stadiums. And it's great fun if you've never gone, but, um, they've gone from no cases in their corner of the world to four. And it's one of those sprawling, never ending old folks communities. Um, so it's still rising there, but that's an interesting idea. Sure it is. That would be, that'd be very exciting. And, uh, and obviously without travel, it would be a lot easier to squeeze a whole bunch of games in and not be as, um, uh, brutal on everybody. Well, and come on. I've, I've got to go down there and do the show from there and just go to like two ball games every single day. Let's see the Yankees and the Red Sox today. Let's see the, uh, the Dodgers and, and the Giants tomorrow. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be cool. And, um, I'm thinking the NBA season is just over. It's, that usually ends around June. Things that have to get... There's no way... Well, there's zero chance they're playing games with fans in the stands. I suppose there is a chance you could... You know, you get 30 dudes in a building and play a game at some point before June. But there's right. no, chance, no chance with fans. Well, if they did some sort of NCAA-style um, uh, tournament, even with no fans and... No cheering in that. Uh, you would have to watch. I mean, that would be so great. On the other hand, they would have to work with the audio because there would be lots of MF bombs. I'm just telling you. I've sat on the floor. <laughs> I've, I've sat close to NBA games before. Positive Sean's a big hoops fan. He can attest to this. Sometimes they say bad words. So That'd be exciting. Have you heard of uh, what Dana White of the UFC is, uh, is pondering doing to keep the, their pay-per-view schedule afloat? Yeah, I just did. Combat Island, more yeah, or less, right? Yeah, he, he's securing a private island to which he will fly in fighters on private jets to compete in a martial arts tournament, which is the plot to several movies that I've liked over the decades. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's um, If we could get some sort of half-man, half-ape creature to like start dragging them off into the jungle in the night, we'd have a really, really fine feature film there. So are you following the whole ventilator journalism uh, foobar situation? I'm not sure. What's the story? Well, so maybe one of the very first stories that came out of this whole thing, and we talked about it on the air, was how many ventilators we were going to need and how many we had in the United States. That was one of the very first stories a couple months ago. And we talked about it on the air on how uh, they think they're going to need a million ventilators, and we currently in the United States have, and that that figure varied from 78,000 to 160,000, depending on who you asked. But it wasn't even close to the number one million. So everybody thought, oh, my God, that's part of the reason people are talking about this being a giant crisis. And uh, I've got a list here of every media outlet that uh, talked about it in those terms, including us, and it was everyone. It was one of the stories that really got people's attention. Well, it turns out it was just completely completely misreported and it, it was it was also reported not only in just like the new york times and fox news and everywhere else but the new england journal of medicine which obviously gave it a lot of heft 
But the study never said that they were going to need a million ventilators. It said that as many as a million people in the United States might need treatment with a ventilator over the course of the pandemic of many months, which Ah. is a way different number. Yeah. But but it was that number that sent all kinds of different gears into action on uh, uh you know presidential policy and the, the, the whatever that defense act thing is and trying to work with other countries and, and 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 was the the lead reason for freeing up money for this hospital and that program and all these different sort of things and it turns out it was just bogus. I mean it was just poorly reported and wrong. Well, I'm looking at this healthdata.org uh, uh, modeling thing that several doctors have said, hey, guys, this is the good one. This is the one we're looking at. And they're estimating at the peak, which is coming up in like a week, they think seven days from today is going to be the peak of the thing across America. Uh, your results may vary. Check your local listings. But at the peak, it's going to be like 25,000 uh, invasive ventilators needed. 25,000. And we have 160 or 80 or whatever it is, a thousand. So we've got plenty. Now, obviously, there are people on ventilators that don't have COVID, all kinds of other different things. But, um, so that's pretty interesting. Um, I guess that's part of the fog of war thing. That was right at when everybody was really catching on to what a disaster this might turn into. And, uh, there was a statistic we could wrap our head around and we all ran with it, but it was just way wrong. Wow, that's amazing. That's and, such a failing. Well, yeah, and and again, the reason it matters is it was the thing that drove so many of these conversations. That if, I don't know if you remember that on talk radio and uh, the White House press briefings and on cable news was the ventilator thing. This is this this is just an example of how awful this is. Well, that particular example was not right at all. Not even close. Interesting. Yeah, on, I'm sorry. So they're predicting about twenty five thousand ventilators needed. Make sure I'm on the high day, yeah. But the range is thirteen to forty seven thousand. And what's our current stock, you said, in the country? Uh it it varies on who you ask, but it's something yeah. like a hundred and sixty thousand. Oh, well that's hundred and sixty thousand in the right places, then we ought to be fine. Yeah. Somewhere between a hundred and sixty and two hundred thousand ventilators that we currently have, but we do we are not going to need a a, a million at one time or even close to it. Right, right. Oh, breaking news, breaking news. Chinese officials have ended the lockdown on Wuhan, where the first coronavirus uh, emerged, and uh, they've reopened, blah, blah, blah. Um, But every single thing they say is a lie, and I don't believe a word they say, and they're evil, and they killed hundreds of thousands of people, or certainly tens of thousands, with their being lying, stinking commies. Never forget. A good article today about how we need to somehow reform the WHO from within. I don't I don't know. I I think ignoring them and pulling out of it would be one way to do it, but uh you know, since they t- they they're willing to take all the Chinese information as gospel, like they're talking they treat China the same way they treat the United States in terms of information, which is silly. Right. Oh, it's it, well, it's it's dangerous, honestly. And that 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 crank who runs the place, that Egyptian guy. Man, the more I read about him, the less I like him. That Egyptian guy. Right. Huh? What's his name? What's his name? Anyway, uh, yeah, we just need to tear it down and start it again. Why, why doesn't that happen more? Don't, don't we all understand that intuitively as human beings? Sometimes you just got to start again. You got to quit tweaking things. But when it comes to institutions and bureaucracies and all, people act as if that's just something that's a horrific. What sort of madman are you to even consider that? But we all do that all the time. 
It does seem a lot easier to get things started than to ever stop them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially if the government is involved, because turf and budget and the rest gets involved. and Yeah, it's ugly. So how about this head? How about this headline? And I definitely don't want to do all coronavirus headlines, but this one strikes me as interesting. Fifty-one recovered coronavirus patients test positive again in South Korea. South Korea is a country you can believe their information, but people that had recovered from the coronavirus and now have tested positive again, like they've got it again. Wow, that's what not, is going are on they, there? Are they no. symptomatic again? Uh, at least fifty-one. 51- patients diagnosed as having fully recovered from the coronavirus in South Korea tested positive a second time after leaving quarantine. The patients all tested positive in a relatively short time after they were given the all clear from their their initial infections. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Specialist team has been set up to keep an eye on them. La, 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 la. I don't know. Wow, that's disturbing. It is likely the infection was reactivated after remaining dormant in the patients as opposed to them being reinfected, the report says. But so it can go dormant for a while, you think you're over it, and then it comes back. Holy crap. Wait a minute. It's Um, like a zombie virus? Wait a minute now. This is troubling. I don't know if anybody else is calling it a zombie virus, but uh, that would be an exciting call it. That would be an exciting name. That's uh, that's really disturbing. I, I need to take a moment to come to terms with that. I mean, uh, uh, Sean's question is actually a really good one. Now, do they find traces of the virus and they're afraid that th- this person is still contagious? Or is it possible they could get sick again and possibly have their life threatened or, or what? God, this thing now, is so weird, this, now here's this some- bug. Here's some information out of China. Uh, It's being reported here in the New York Post. I don't know if you can believe it or not, but uh, some doctors on the front lines in Wuhan, where where it obviously first originated, previously said as many as 10% of those assumed to have recovered tested positive again. At least one patient reportedly died from the disease after previously getting the all clear. Wow. I hadn't even thought that was possible. I hadn't either. That's a new wrinkle. But wouldn't we have heard that about that in the United States by now? If that was a like a real threat? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and again, so many question marks. Is that a one in fifty thousand phenomenon or one in five? We don't know. Holy crap! A zombie yeah. virus. Yeah, no kidding. Now, now our tigers are infected and. <laughs> Where's oh, Carol boy. Baskin? Yep, exactly. Hey, I saw Carol Athing Baskin. <laughs> so normally this would be a giant story. Trump hired a new press secretary. The press secretary doesn't do near as much as press secretaries have in the past because Trump does his own press conferences. You know. Yeah, that one cute angry girl quit. I guess went back well, to the first lady staff. Well, they got a new cuter, uh, probably angry girl. Um, named Kayla McKenney, but it looks like the sort of woman Trump would name to something because she looks like she could be a short-skirted uh, person sitting on a couch on Fox News. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. If you haven't hosted a press briefing, are you the press secretary? Is my Does question. This, am, am I doing something I shouldn't do here? By noticing that Trump hires a lot of super hot women to positions of power, or is that sexist in that a lot of guys who get jobs that are positions of power in government are really handsome guys? It's yeah. very common to get a the square-headed, great hair, kind of looks like a model guy, end up being the secretary of this or in charge of that. That happens all the time, and I don't comment on it. So am I just sexist for commenting on the fact that 
Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say slobbering pig is uh, probably a fair assessment of, of, of you. <clears throat> how, how cute is she? She likes super cute. Um, yeah, yeah. She looks like she could be a fox uh, correspondent. But to Sean's point, we'll probably never hear a word out of her pretty, pretty mouth because you know they don't do press briefings in the same way. They do endless pre- press briefings every single day. These days, but the president himself is doing them. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize what time it was. We got to take a break, don't we? Yeah, probably ought to. Um, uh, to keep up to speed on everything. Text line. Looking at the text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Certain animal species react differently to new diseases, but so far there have been no reports of dogs, cats, or other pets in the U.S. getting sick. Still, you should take precautions. If you have COVID-19, someone else needs to take care of your animal and limit interactions with your pet just like you would with other people. If you're healthy, wash your hands before and after doing anything with your pet. And when you're outside, social distancing applies to your animals too. No playing with other people. I didn't realize that was that big a concern. Okay. Absolutely it is. You got tigers with the COVID. If a tiger can get it, a regular cat can get it. And if a cat, maybe a dog. Oh, God. And can we? Pets. And can I get it from that pet then? Well, see, that's the question. If if the pets can get it at all, can you get it then from your pet or your neighbor's pet or whatever? I mean, dogs run up to each other in the fence and sniff each other's hineys or God knows what else, and then your dog brings it home to you. It's a nightmare. You better You'll put, have to start telling him he's a good boy via text or, you know, face phone. You better put face masks on those goats, uh, Jack. Absolutely. So our text line, speaking of text, is 415-295-KFTC. Uh, why is the coronavirus reappearing somewhere? It's coming back because it's a weapon, people. Oh, yeah, that's right. There are still people who believe this was designed by the uh, the Chinese government as a weapon, and it escaped somehow. Uh, we're talking about the increased number of calls to suicide lines, but we got this. My mom was a suicide prevention professional for decades. 96% of calls weren't remotely suicidal. 96%. A number like 96 sounds like it was, you know, not plucked out of thin air. Uh, lonely, depressed, sad, nuts, compulsive, pranksters, many of whom needed and benefited from quality talk therapy or were desperate for attention, but calls not reflect, but the number of calls does not reflect a strong tend necessarily towards actual suicide or attempts. Wow, so that's, that's enlightening. Calls. So it's not. So, given that from somebody who seems to know about it, uh, it's not surprising that the, the 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 calls are way up as people are isolated and not getting as much chance to uh, to talk to somebody. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, but back to being sexist again. Is it being sexist that I comment on the fact that Trump hires super uh, attractive women to various positions? And I was I was not saying that to comment on the women. I was actually commenting on Trump. That I feel like he's the kind of guy that only hires super attractive women. But then it occurred to me, and it is true, most men in posi- high-powered positions are, are attractive, attractive men. Um, and then we got this text. What's Hillary's BMI? So we ran through a list of BMIs for presidential candidates, and nobody mentioned Hillary, I guess, out of fear of sexism. But her BMI would be quite high. What? I would say. Yeah. And then we got this. 
Go on. I spent some time in a local jail this weekend, gentlemen. I'm over 50, and they put a 25-year-old in my small cell who had recently recovered, in quotes, from COVID. There were at least six other open cells. They also took away the mask that one guy in the cell had worn into the jail. The cell walls, floors, and ceiling were covered in various bodily fluids. Looked like the cell hadn't been clean in months. I'd say Yikes. Tr- trying to avoid getting thrown in a jail cell seems like a good plan. As always, it was a good plan before the virus. And you don't want to get booked plan. over the weekend. Uh, you, you end up spending extra time. Right. Yeah, it's a rookie yeah. mistake. <laughs> Do your hey, times on a Monday, folks. Huh? <laughs> I don't like the sound of various fluids all over the walls and floors either. Yeah, they're... they're, they're. Armstrong and Getty. volunteer drone task force <laughs> a couple of guys who rigged a speaker up to their drone and are yelling at people in central park to maintain their social distancing that so sounds like something i would have done as a 16 year old oh yeah <laughs> so and then in new orleans and we have this clip actual cops are announcing coronavirus curfews with a purge siren from the movie The Purge, which I've never seen. Sounds like this. What? Why did that turn down here? Greeting. Uh, see, I don't, That's I don't a scary know. sound and siren right yeah, there. I don't know from The Purge. I've never seen it. But uh, Louisiana is becoming the U.S.'s uh, newest coronavirus hotspot. And for the curfew at night, the cops are playing the terrifying alarm from the dystopian thriller The Purge. Um, It's a 2013 horror film that I have not seen. If you're out between 9 p.m. and 6 a.m., you will be stopped and advised to go home in Louisiana, but they're playing The Purge Siren to uh, get people to go home, I guess. Is is that helping anything? It's playing scary music? How about this? It doesn't hurt. If we suspect there's a burglar at your home, we'll drive up with a speaker and play. Doom, doom, doom. Does that help anything? I need, I need background music for my bad things that are happening. I don't know. It sounds pretty. I mean, if if I'm having a couple of unauthorized cocktails, some little speakeasy there, thinking we're getting away with it, and all of a sudden I hear that blasting through the windows, I'm gonna run home with the pee running down my leg. That's some that's some pretty good public messaging. Uh you know, I, I have a completely non corona related yes. thing here. Yes, because um, I have a very corona related thing, but I'm gonna save it till later. Okay. Is is it that thing Craig sent us? Yeah, it's worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah. But listen, I want to get this on just because we're virtually the only people in the world who are gonna report on it. Do you remember back in July of twenty sixteen? When uh, Donald J. Trump, the guy from The Apprentice, was running for president and bing, held bing, a rally. Bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. That's right, in San Jose, California, and at, at a big stadium. And the crowd was all routed out 
a specific exit for some reason, and they were routed right into violent Antifa-style scumbag protesters, and violence ensued, and people were injured and the rest of it. And there was a lawsuit on behalf of the, the injured people against the city and the mayor and the cops and the rest of it. One well, of the reasons I remember that rally, one, it was horrifying that people can't go to a political rally without being attacked, but it was the night after I took my own kids to see Trump. And uh, and it still scares me that that all could have uh, happened when I was there with my kids. Right, right. Well, that lawsuit has been settled, finally. The 20 plaintiffs were not awarded any money, but as part of the settlement, the police department agreed to provide additional training to its officers on crowd control. It also specified that Mayor Sam Licardo and Police Chief Eddie Garcia meet privately with plaintiffs to discuss the changes and apologize for how the situation played out. Licardo issued a statement saying such violence has no place in civil society and that it's, quote, all the more reprehensible when uh, used to intimidate or dissuade others from free speech or political expression. Licardo also assured the blameless individuals who were assaulted at the Trump rally that the police department will do everything in its power to provide a safe environment at these events. He says, and I quote, where we can do better, we will learn and improve on our strategies, tactics and planning with the goal of achieving safety for all. Neither party has admitted liability or responsibility. So that's, that's not good enough. No, it's better than nothing. But, it's better uh, than nothing, but it's not good enough. That's that sort of thing is not supposed to happen in the United States of America. Yeah, the the cops. The problem was the cops ordered the people to do certain things. You got to go here, go there, go in that direction. And they sent them into the teeth of the violent fascists who would bust heads of people who were at a, a political rally in the U.S. of A. And then the police disappeared when the people said, help us, help us. Yeah. So it was a crime of commission and then a crime of omission. Yeah, and people not were getting battered and spat on and the rest of it. But I'm that sure that was has been settled. I'm sure that was carefully worded by lawyers in such a way as to not bring any more uh, option of uh, somebody suing for gazillions of dollars. And that's that's how they wanted to end it. Make sure we don't lose a whole bunch of money. Yeah, one of the lead uh, plaintiffs in the case said the uh, apology from the mayor rang hollow while walking to the parking garage after the rally. This gent, uh, Mr. Hernandez, suffered a broken nose when a man holding a Mexican flag targeted him. Um, the man ran up to him in his date, punching him and sending God, him to the incredible. ground. That's incredible. That's incredible. That should not happen in this. But you know, you know for a fact there are places in the country where um, uh, the mayor, if not most of the the citizens of that area, would say, um, "Hey, anybody who gets beat up at Trump rally is getting what they got coming. It's fine with me." And to be fair, there are places where people feel the same way about Bernie supporters, and they, hey, anybody going to a Bernie rally, I don't care if they get their ass kicked, um, that would feel that way. But we just because there are those sentiments among the population. Uh, we can't allow that to happen. I mean, our 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 uh, ability to have ideas uh, be uh, debated during these contests will will just go out the window. Yeah, yeah. Well, and as I remember, the the mayor at the time made some really dismissive statements. Yep, absolutely, he, he did not take it seriously at all. And looking. Looking at it from here, the idea that I took my kids when they were, so it was four years ago, so they were 
six and four. Holy crap. That I took my kids to a, to a Trump rally seems crazy, but you got to remember that up until the night after I took my kids, the whole Trump thing was kind of like the first couple episodes of Tiger King. It was just kind of fun, and oh, this is a crazy little romp we're on here. And it didn't get like serious, ooh, this is, this, there's disturbing elements here until, you know, the night after I took my kids. It was still right. just kind of the, oh my God, Trump's in town. He's a celebrity. And this isn't this hilarious. He's running for president. And it's, it's been, but, you know, it changed and it has changed. Yeah, I'm looking through the uh, contemporary. Oh, here, in a statement the following morning, Mayor Sam Licardo said, well, it's a sad statement about our political discourse that Mr. Trump has focused on stirring antagonism instead right. of offering yeah. real yeah. solutions to our nation's challenges. There is absolutely no place for violence against people who are simply exercising their rights to participate. So he said they got it coming to him. Trump supporters, yep. really, uh, they, had, they deserve it. That and his remarks to a reporter that Trump, quote, needs to take responsibility for the irresponsible behavior of his campaign drew widespread criticism. Um, in the wake of the attacks on the, the peaceful uh, rally goers. I'm glad you dug that up because uh, that uh, stands in contrast to the other statement you read, the uh, the uh, the so-called apology. Um, so come on. That is so freaking weak. How do you not get that, especially when you're in a, in a position of power? How do you not get that you have to protect the other side, the people you don't agree with, if you're going to have any ability to protect your side or the people you do agree with? How do you not get that past the age of, like, 10? Yeah, I know. Well, there's so much of our current political discourse that's juvenile. It's 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 overly emotional, it's self-indulgent, and it's juvenile. I'm looking at some more statement. Dude, there could come a time where the side that you believe with is seen as crazy and dangerous, and people will be attacking your side. <sighs> Yeah, so frustrating. I know it. Yeah, I'm looking. This is from the next day when uh, following being blasted for his initial statements where he tried to have it both ways. He uh, came out more forcefully in a supplemental statement condemning the violence. No, there's only one thing. And I remember saying this four years ago. There's only one thing you say. Political violence is not allowed no matter what, no matter what is being said, no matter what the proposals are or what their platform is. Political violence is not allowed. Not in my town. That's the only thing you get to say. Yeah. Looking back again, uh, where's where's the uh, the mayor? Um, oh, this is a that long is, article. That is so scary and maddening. Yeah, I know it is. Well, I remember just killing him at the time for it, and I was trying to remember exactly what he said that set us off so much. But yeah, it's the whole, yeah, at some point Donald Trump needs to take responsibility for Antifa guys and Mexican nationals smashing people's faces, carrying Mexican flags. Because he wants to enforce the borders. Because he doesn't, even if you want to close the borders, even if you, even if you believe we should, even if you believe we have too many Hispanics in the country, you get to say that in the United States and run on that issue. Right. And Sam, how, why did I don't it believe not that occur and, and to you to I don't say believe something. that and Trump doesn't believe that, for, for the record. 
Right, right. But why do you not say, you know, I think the people who uh, who exaggerate and paint their opponents in the wildest possible terms, um, for instance, saying enforcing our border laws is racist. I think those people need to be careful because they're inciting each other. He didn't say that. No, he said, no, Trump and his policies, they pretty much got it coming. Until somebody got in his ear and told him, no, 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 grown-ups who actually value free speech would never say something like that, Mr. Mayor, sir. So, all right. Well, anyway, that lawsuit's uh, settled. Unbelievable. I think 2020, no matter what happens, is going to be much less like that. Trump's a known commodity. I mean, what he is, as Nancy Pelosi, what are you going to try to whip people up and and call Trump all sorts of names and his supporters all sorts of names. We've, we've been doing it for four years. Everybody's heard it. Well, and I wonder how much the uh, the the economy and the pandemic and all this sort of stuff has taken the air out of that to a certain extent. You know, we're leading up to this with all kinds of predictions from Steve Bannon and journalists and everyone that this was going to be one of the ugliest elections in U.S. history, one of the ugliest political times, the most divisive years we've ever had. I mean, right up there at the very top. I wonder if that's going to be tamped down a lot by i got other things to worry about being uh the problem for everyone well if my health else, my the, job the, my my insurance my everything exactly yeah and if nothing else the length of the thing is going to be so compressed there just won't be time to generate the ugly generating the ugly the armstrong and Getty show <laughs> we do have an ugly number for you that we ought to report you ought to hear uh, we'll have that next on the armstrong and getty show The Armstrong and Getty Show. In a national address yesterday about the coronavirus pandemic, Queen Elizabeth told Great Britain that, quote, better days will return, unlike Harry and Meghan, who absolutely will not. Remember when that was front page news? (laughs) Excellent point. Excellent point. Those were, boy, that was a pre-COVID time when that was front page news. Holy S. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, uh, before we get to our front page news, we got this text. Probably ought to read it because uh, we uh, had a text uh, just a little bit ago from a guy who spent the night in jail over the weekend. He didn't say why. He, was, he said he was 50 years old and spent the night in jail. That's almost certainly a DUI, right? Yeah, um, it could be. Probably the best guess. But anyway, he spent yeah. the night in jail, and he was in with a covid person, and everything was gooey, and, eh, you know. I don't, I don't, anyway. He mentioned um, multiple fluids, and there are almost none I want to run into. <laughs> Very few. Even the right. ones that come out of me, I don't want around. Um, is a sick enough. We got this text. In our jail, the staff wear masks and gloves. Everybody in and out is screened. Staff and inmates wiping down everything with disinfectant. It might be the safest place in town. So there you go. Go ahead and get thrown in jail. Things are looking good. You got ne'er do wells packed to you know twenty five to us you know to a hallway. Forget it being safe. Hey, and I don't know any. I don't know anything about the guy who texted us, but you did spend the night in jail over the weekend. So I don't know if you're you know I don't. Next time, make sure you find the biggest, meanest guy in the yard. Oh, and you I don't punch think him that, right in the face. I don't, I don't think that's real. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sort of thing we say, those of us who've never been in jail. I'll bet, it, I'll bet it looks a lot different from the inside. 
Yeah, I'd think, all right, I got my plan, I'm ready. Then you go out in the exercise yard, exercise yard you see the biggest, meanest-looking guy, and you think, <laughs> that ain't happening. Surrounded by all his big, mean friends. Yeah, exactly. How about I find the smallest, uh, weakest guy in the yard and go shake his hand instead? Start building bridges. <laughs> Would you like a friend? <laughs> all right, you know how so to play listen. chess? It's uh, it's a bit of a dark day thus far. We're not at the peak of deaths, and that number keeps growing. But uh, first, I want to play this. At the press briefing yesterday, and I missed this somehow, this reporter asked Trump a question, and I think he gets into pretty well who she is and what her game is. Let's Let's hear that. I hope they're going to honor the deal. We'll find with out. China, are you cooperating with I don't China? Know. Uh, who are you working for, China? Do you I work know, for China or are you with a newspaper? Who are you with? Hong Kong Phoenix TV. Who owns that? China? It's is it owned by China? No, is it owned by the state? No, it's not. It's a private owned company. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, look, I'll let you know. I'll give you a good answer to that in a few months. I wanted to see what they do. Because it's time for them to help us, okay? It's time right now for China to help us. And hopefully they do. You know, for many, many years, China ate our lunch because we had people in this position that I'm in right now that allowed China to get away with absolute murder, and it should have never happened. But we are uh, we are now dealing with China. We'll see what happens. Yes, Mr. President. So, what was that question about that she asked? A commie propagandist asking, I don't know, what was her question? Uh, I, does Hanson even have a mic where he is? He's socially I, separated into a studio by himself. I um, I have, I suppose people went wild over that, oh. but I have no problem with the president saying that because uh, last week I caught the tail end of one of the press conferences and some guy who uh, appeared to be Chinese, not, you know, you get into delicate territory when you get you start talking about this, but he asked about, what are you going to do about the backlash against Chinese Americans for the coronavirus? And I thought, who are you with? Are you a plant? I mean, what is going on here? Um, so I'll bet some of that is happening in the press room. We got the word Got the word from Craig, the healthcare guru, that we're already over a thousand deaths today in the U.S. and they keep tallying until five o'clock Pacific in the evening. So it's going to be a rough one. Be our worst day by far. Here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a much cheerier, I hope, final thought from everybody on the crew. He presses the buttons. He keeps us on the air. Michael, final thought? Uh, yeah, tomorrow on Armstrong Getty Show, we did presidential BMI today. We'll be doing past vice president pant sizes. We got the past, <laughs> we got the labor secretary shoe sizes. In the 1982 Department of Agriculture, what size was his hat? All right. All right. Positive Sean, final thought? I am loving the third uh, most recent season of Ozark on Netflix, but there is no better TV show going right now than Better Call Saul. I'm a, a new episode last night. I have not yet seen it, but I'm watching that first thing post-show. Yeah, I got too many shows going on. I haven't uh, watched Saul in like two weeks. Oh, you got to catch up, Joe. I will. I will. I will. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought you'd like to share? Does Saul raise tigers? Because I only watch shows with people who raise tigers. It's just basket. <laughs> <laughs> that will make me laugh every time you say it. Yeah, I don't know how we got off on presidential BMIs today. We'll try to keep it in the middle of the road tomorrow. Oh, boy, my final thought. I got my uh, freedom-loving quotes of the day from Ben Franklin in front of me. So how about one of the great sages of American history? He will pinch it for me, my final thought. We are all born ignorant, but one must work hard to remain stupid. <laughs> I don't is that even an know action? what that means. That's awesome. Yes. yes. That is awesome. 
Yes. Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com where we have all of our podcasts downloadable for you. We also have A&G t-shirts and hats and swag and all sorts of stuff. Ah, uh, gosh, and uh, all the clicks and quotes and stuff. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see you tomorrow with all the latest, uh, the good news, the bad news, and everything in between. We'll see you then. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? It's such a positive event, and you ask it in such a negative way. It's just, I wish, I wish we had a fair media in this country, and we really don't. Armstrong and Getty. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Vosh at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com slash build. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.